0: Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify
1: and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.
2: Sometimes spirits, ghosts can inhabit the most mundane of places, the places that you least expect to be haunted. You know, it's easy to look at an old mansion or building or asylum or whatever and go, wow, I bet this place is haunted. But it's not very common that you're walking into a modern Starbucks and go, wow, I bet this place is haunted. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those, you know, uh, not likely places, unless maybe it's in an old historic building or something like that. But many are are not. They're, you know, they're kind of standalone, newer structures. So you don't really think, ooh, spooky. On our next story, that's, that's actually what happens. Believe it or not, one of the spookiest stories I've heard in a while comes from behind the walls of the infamous coffee shop. Take a listen. I'm a long time listener since 2015. It's my first time writing in and first year being an EPP. I love being an EPP. I've thought about writing this experience for a few years now, but never have. I've been binge listening to the classic episodes recently since I'm working from home due to COVID, and I've decided to finally share. I've always believed in the paranormal in some way, shape, or form, even though I'm not sensitive, and I've never witnessed anything, but my mother has. She's told me a few stories from her childhood, and I'm grateful not to be gifted in that way. This group of experiences has been the only time I've witnessed something paranormal firsthand, but I still think about it to this day. This was back in 2014. I was a supervisor at a Starbucks location for around five years or so. I primarily worked afternoons and evenings since I was a college student. I typically worked the closing shift, 2 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and was never at the store much later than that. Our opening crew, on the other hand, arrives at the store at 3.30 a.m. to open by 4 a.m. I worked in the mornings a few times when I had switched shifts to help a friend. The morning crew used to say there was a ghost named Fred that would knock things over while they were setting up early in the morning. I had not witnessed witnessed any sort of activity during my five years there, so I was skeptical of it being true. I thought it was just a joke, them being clumsy early in the morning, a way to poke fun at themselves for dropping things. Around that time, there was a major change in the store when our manager and a few of us ended up being transferred to another location. This was very abnormal because our store had the same manager and employees for a few years with little turnover. Our regular customers were considerably upset, and longtime co-workers were splitting up. I was a barista favorite because one of the few supervisors that were chill, but always got everything done and more. They all wanted to be scheduled with me. It was like the mama of the store, even though we were only a few years apart. A few that had to stay were incredibly sad that I was leaving. The air was filled with despair and anxiety. In my last two weeks working there, I ended up having to work the opening shift to prepare for my transfer. By then, a few people had already moved over there, including our manager. We had almost all new faces join and new managers. Many changes took place very quickly over a two-week period. The first morning I opened, I arrived at 3.25 a.m. with one other person to help set up. While we prepared the store, we did not turn the store lights on, so people driving past didn't think we were open. I was putting the cash drawers in the registers when behind me something metal fell. made a loud noise. Jumped, turned around to see what it was. It was so dark I had to bend down as to see what it was. It was one of three metal coffee nameplates that had fallen off the top of our coffee brewer. These plates are not significantly heavy, but you still would not want them to fall on your toes. They're about the size of a birthday card made of metal and are molded to lean back and display what coffee we have brewing. It's specifically made not to fall over. My new co-worker Cecilia turned around the corner to my left to see what had fallen and asked me what happened. I looked at her and said, eh, that's weird. As I stood back up, upholding it, this plate fell, but I don't really see how. I examined it no glaring imperfections that would make it not sit evenly or cause it to tip over easily. It was too heavy for the AC to knock it over. I put it back and got on with my work. The same occurrence happened two other times a couple of mornings apart. I investigated the brewer where they sit to see if they were vibrate off or something. I switched the order of them so the one that kept falling was in the center. A few mornings, I kept a close eye on it. To no avail, it did not happen. It had been a few mornings since that plate had fallen, so it was far from my mind when I came to open on the second to last day I was working there. I just pulled the tills from the safe and were carrying them to the back to count and prep for the day. We were taken about five steps into the back room when something came flying horizontally at chest level about six to seven feet in front of me. It came quickly from my left, hit the garbage bin on the complete opposite side of the room, then landed smack dab center in the middle of the floor with a loud metallic reverberating clang. It was so startling and loud. I dropped all the tills. Chains scattered all over the tile floor, making me jump a second time. My new coworker came running to the back, shouting, Oh my God, Are you okay? Did you slip? She stopped when she saw me standing there frozen, hands over my mouth, eyes locked straight in front of me. She put her hand on me and asked again, "'You okay?' "'What happened?' I took a breath and responded hesitantly, "'Yeah, I'm fine. I just had the shit scared out of me.' I stepped over the pile of crooked cash tills and loose change to see about six feet in front of me, sitting perfectly upright and center, a metal steaming pitcher. We use them to heat the milk on the espresso bars and do not store them in the back.' I picked it up off the floor, looked to the left of the room where i had seen it fly from. The only thing there was a mop, sink, and the employee break area, which consisted of lockers and a small table and chair for breaks. Certainly nothing that could propel something of this size and weight straight across the room with that force. I turned back to my co-worker who was helping clean up the money. I set the steaming pitcher on the sink and looked back again where it had come from, very confused. I did not want to go into all this with new co-workers, so I told her I heard a noise, and it made me jump. Later that day around noon, a good friend and fellow shift supervisor, June, came to take over for me since I was done for the day. She always came in a few minutes early, so I pulled her off to the side and told her about the steaming pitcher. I showed her where and explained what happened asking her how can something like that be thrown with that much force clear across a 12-foot space and then bounce back to sitting perfectly upright and center in the middle of the room. After just a few questions, June looked at me and said, Well, it sounds like it was Fred. I laughed and said, June, sure. She looks at me and states, No, I'm not kidding. I know we talk about Fred very casually and jokingly, but he is real and does things like this. I stared at her for a minute, not wanting to believe her. Then how come I've not seen or experienced anything before? I've worked here longer than you. In five years, nothing. Then suddenly there's screaming pictures flying across the room. That doesn't make much sense. She leaned against the wall next to her. That's because there hasn't been a good reason. I have a theory. When I started working here about a year after you, our first manager, left, remember? You worked afternoons. Well, I worked the opening shift. I started to notice the day after he left, things would fall over and shouldn't, like the metal coffee plates, falling straight to the floor as something knocked them off. My stomach dropped. I hadn't even told her about that yet. She continued. There was only once or twice I noticed something move or be thrown, but they confused me nonetheless. Right now, there's a lot of change taking place. The manager has already been replaced. A bunch of longtime employees are moving I have a feeling Fred doesn't like change. What she was saying made sense. I just looked at her and said something like, well, I hope this is the last I hear from him because this morning was not cool. The next day, my last day, I worked a closing shift with my two favorite baristas. I was relieved to be working my old shift. I felt safe and happy to be working with my best friends. We were a, a drive through store, so we all wore those headsets that can talk to the speaker outside to take orders. "'Just a general rule. "'If there was enough for all, we would all wear one "'just in case someone needed help or got busy, "'but mostly we used it to talk to each other all day "'and shit-talk about customers. "'It was the afternoon, not too busy. "'It was quiet. "'I was brewing coffee when I turned to see my co-worker Amy "'leaning over the counter looking into the lobby. "'She looked over at me and, through the headset, "'quietly asked, "'Hey, Mama Jeff?' "'My very unfortunate dub nickname that everyone used, "'even customers.' Is there someone in that corner? While pointing towards the lobby, I shrugged and began walking around to the back counter to the lobby. This corner was impossible to see from behind the counter. Very poor store design. Teenagers would spend time together there and try to make out without getting caught. I made my way across the lobby and no one was there. All there was were two worn dark red leather armchairs and a small table strewn with newspaper. I pushed the button down to the headset and said, nope, no one's there, Amy. Did you think there was? She looked at me for a minute and said, well, now I don't know. I thought I kept hearing whispering coming from that corner at least three or four times, but when I would lean over the counter to try and hear it close up, it would stop. Amy was a good friend and longtime co-worker. I trusted her, but I did not tell her anything about the last few exciting mornings. Being logical, I ensured her it was probably just music from the sound system. Starbucks plays some weird crap. We both stopped and listened for a minute. The only sounds were the hum of the fridges, the coffee maker brewing, and the quiet roar of the A.C. above the building. No music. I walked to the back to see why there was no music and found the control box unplugged. There was a note left by a coworker from an earlier shift. Keep unplugged. When turned on, Just static. Called it in to be fixed. June. We knew it was not the music, and as far as we knew, knew no one had come in or out of that store. There was an air blower above the door to keep bugs out. No one could sneak in without us hearing it, even if our backs were turned. I came back to the front of the store hoping she was busy with a customer and we could just move on with the day, but sure enough. Well, do you think it was the music? Why is it not on anymore? Amy asked loudly through the headset as I was barely turning the corner. I sighed and explained about the music player. I told her it was probably just some people talking very loudly outside. There were other stores around, and even though it was a terribly slow afternoon, it could have been people outside. Plausible idea. Day went on, and I was in the back washing dishes. Behind me were large metal racks for storing boxes of inventory, cups, bags of coffee, clean utensils. On the edge of the counter to my left was a metal steaming pitcher it had been set there so i could add it to the dishes being washed i turned to my right to pick something up when i heard that unique sound of metal hitting the tile with a reverberating clang i walked over to the other side of the counter and found the metal steaming pitcher on the floor standing straight up in center facing toward me again no one had walked by to knock it over nothing was vibrating or moving that could have nudged it off. Surprisingly irritated, I picked it up and put it in the soapy water. I stood there with my hands on my hips, making a puzzled face into the water. My other co-worker, Stuart, walked to the back where I was and told me that there was a cash problem and I had to go handle it. I asked him to take over the dishes for me. About five minutes or so passed, I fixed the problem and get the customers on their way when suddenly there's a loud clattering bang that came from the back room. Amy and I looked at each other and made our way towards the noise. Stewart was standing with his back to the sink facing the metal racks. On the floor was a huge pile of utensils, blender lids, ice scoops, various tools we used along with the clear drawer they were formerly housed in. Holy crap, I explained. What did you do? Stewart was quiet, just looking at the pile. The drawer in question was one of those cheap white and clear plastic two-level drawers that you can buy at Target or Walmart. It was flimsy, and we filled that sucker up to the top. It would never just fall apart or fall over, but if you pulled the drawer out too far without holding the bottom, it would tip the whole stand, drawers, and all off the rack. I assumed that was what happened and laughed. Wow, put the dishes away much, I said. Normally, goofy Stewart would poke fun at himself when things like this happen but he kept silently staring intensely at the pile. What to the face, I asked. Stuart looked up at us and slowly said, I put that drawer back right. I know it. Trying to reassure him, I calmly said, You know, I'm not mad or anything, right? I mean, even I almost dropped that thing on days and putting stuff away. He cut me off. No. He took a deep breath. You don't understand. I specifically made sure it was as far back as possible. He insisted. I even made for a little extra room because I felt like it was too close to the edge. I just got done securing it and turned around when just this one drawer fell on the floor. We all stood silent for a few seconds. He was right. Normally, when you would leave the drawer open, it would tip, the entire thing would come down. But this time, it was just the bottom drawer. The stand and the other drawer were still perfectly in place. It was odd. I also thought this was very odd and coincidental since I just had a steaming pitcher get knocked over on me just moments before. I did not want to tell him this because I could tell he was shaken. I told him I'd clean up the mess and he can go on his lunch break if he wanted to. The next few hours were luckily uneventful as we were winding down for the night. I'd closed the lobby and locked the door. Customers could only use the drive through for the last hour we were open. I was in the back room counting the used tills, but I still had my headset on since we were still open, but had it turned down. Customers love to scream their orders sometimes. No one had come through the drive through in a while, and we were all busy with tasks, so the headsets are quiet. Mid count, I thought I heard a voice in the headset. I turned it up to make sure, but no, just silence. The line was not even being used. With these headsets, the only incoming noise is prompted by a customer outside or if a coworker pressed a button which connected to all the other turned-on headsets. When the line would be turned on, you'd hear a dis- definitive click when the lines connect. When none of those things are happening, there should be no noise at all, like having earphones in with no music playing. I brushed it off because after wearing a headset every day for five years, sometimes people's voices coming through becoming background noises is common. A few minutes passed when I heard a faint voice again. It was so quiet I couldn't make it out. I did think it was weird that it did not sound like the line was connected. So I hit the button to talk to my co workers and asked if any of them had been talking through the headset. They both responded through the headset, one after another. I hear the click. Amy says, Nope. Another click. Stuart, Nope. Just wanted the night to be over. So I just kept working. I had to input stuff on the computer, so I was in the back room for a while. About 15 minutes later, I heard a voice come through again. With no click, I still could not make out what it was saying, but it sounded creepy. I pushed the button down and told them both it's not funny and stop it. Only one of them responded. Stewart said, stop what? Cleaning? I did not say anything. A couple more minutes passed when I heard something again. Determined to hear what the heck it was, I pushed the earpiece hard to my ear and turned the volume up and just heard silence. Not even dead air. Suddenly, with no click, a raspy voice in a harsh whisper says, Mama Jeff. I immediately threw down the headset as Amy just came walking to the back holding dishes. I looked up at her and noticed that she's not even wearing a headset. Amy, I slowly asked, when did you take your headset off? Amy responded without looking at me. Right after the drive-thru closed like normal, so like 10 minutes ago. I took mine off first, then Stewart did a minute, and two later, it was right after you were telling us to stop, which, by the way, she turned to face me, and my eyes were wide and face pale. She asked what was wrong. You guys are playing with me, though, right? She looks at me confused. What do you mean? They had to be fucking with me. There's no way that was real. I walked out to the front where Stuart was because he really was the jokester of the store and had been one of the creators of my unique nickname. I confronted him, but he looked totally shocked when I told him and asked me tons of questions and started to become concerned. I'd known this guy for five years. I could tell when he was trying to lie through a prank. He did not do it. Amy was just not the type to pull a prank like this, especially to take it this far. When it is this obvious, and I'm upset. We're standing behind the counter talking about how much weird stuff went on that day. Amy spoke up and said that she did not say anything, but she kept hearing voices in that corner all night. She just did not think we would believe her. I realized that instead of getting the heck out of there, we're wasting time. I told them, let us just hurry up, close, get out. We can talk more. My workers said, finished up their work and were both standing in the driving uh, drive through area making a final drink to take home. I was sitting in front of the safe, which was on the opposite side of the store. We had the lights off except the emergency ones that stay on. To my left was the seating for customers. To the left behind me was the bathroom hallway. Then directly behind me was the door to the back room. The energy of the store was tense. They were all kind of high strung from earlier events. I was counting the money. And from the pitch-black bathroom hallway, I heard a deep growl. I'd never heard this noise before. It was not the pipes. It was not the water pressure or the softener. None of the normal noises we would hear at night. Both of my co-workers were still on the opposite sides of the store. I was freaking out inside, but kept my cool for them. I've got to be a leader. I finished up, grabbed our personal items, and we're getting ready to leave. Amy and Stuart were sitting next to the bathroom hallway in the sitting area, facing me. I was getting ready to set the alarm when both looked quickly to their right. Down the back bathroom hallway, eyes wide, Stuart panicked, turned to me and started to say, Whoa, Ash, I just heard... I cut him off, grabbing his arm, walking towards the door. I know, let's just get out of here. We made it outside. I locked the door behind me. Stuart, putting the stuff down on the patio outside, shouted, What the hell was that? You heard it too, right? Looking at Amy, she nods dramatically, both with wa- eyes wide open. I asked him what he heard. They both said it was a loud growl coming from the bathroom hallway. Like I had said, I had not told them about that. They were only a few minutes apart. We all walked over to the other side of the parking lot and we all lit cigarettes. Only one of us was a smoker, but we all needed one that night. I had told them about my experiences that day and prior. They both had little things happen to them in the last two weeks, but nothing like this. Well, Stuart started as he looked up at the sky, blowing out a dense cloud of smoke. I guess Fred wanted to make sure you knew how angry he is at you leaving. We all laughed at our shared horror. I sighed. That was one hell of a send-off. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost Stories.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved,
1: we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome
2: to the family.
0: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus.
2: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even.
0: And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
3: With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found.
1: That project manager I could never seem to hire?
3: And found.